What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter, but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is the RP Show. Good morning, Canada. Canadian sports fans around the world, welcome inside the RP Show. We welcome our American viewers that are tuning in for the hockey talk. I love it. They said they were going to be watching this morning because of uh, the very exciting night on night three of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I've opened the text line. I see it's full. Wango! You can reach us over the next two hours, 902-518-3033. We're broadcasting live from the stage bar at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination, and we welcome to the program, you might know his face, the moose, the old moose knuckle, Darren DuPont. How you doing, moose? Good morning. Hey, good. You went to the dentist this morning? Yeah. And you're still all smiles. Still all smiles. It's good. good. No freezing, no work done. We're good. Just oh, good clean. stuff. Are you ready to have some fun? Oh, yeah. I appreciate you running around here because just before we went to where the speakers were blasting who sings Shattered Dreams, Lee? You would the 80s. Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dreams. Sorry to put you on the spot, but that's what was blaring. Not that I don't like the song, but it was like a little distracting. It was like a kiss concert again in here. So you, what did yeah. you do? You went and flagged somebody down? Yeah, and I know how to work an audio board, too. I just didn't want to go in there without some it? authorization. Oh, yeah. okay. I just did some supervision. Yeah, so if you see that the, the, the environs behind me are a little different, we're not entirely set up, but that doesn't matter because we're ready to go. You know how that is in the casino. I tried walk. We tried walking between the tables, right? And you oh, don't do tackled. that! Don't do so that. So I didn't want to walk into the sound booth without any uh, authorization. They'll take you to the ground if you walk in the pit. Look at me and my <laughs> casino lingo, That's right? Good. And now, of course, as usual, I find these things out the hard way. Anyways, I didn't have my book ready to go, but I. I'm ready now. Cheryl Bernard is with us, and uh, or will be with us later on in the program, and a lady that needs no introduction, really, but I'm going to introduce her anyways. She is a Canadian curler from Calgary, Alberta, 
represented Canada at the 2010 Winter Olympics as the team skip, winning the silver medal. Her first major tournament win came at the 09 Canadian Olympic Curling Trials in Edmonton, Alberta. Cheryl Bernard, a star, CBC commentator. Cheryl Bernard will be with us later on, but we're ready to talk hockey. Can you hit the uh, quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, if that is your thing? I mentioned night three in the Stanley Cup playoffs was amazing, and it was. And I, I got a story here. I'll start with a game. Victor Hedman had a golden three assist for his first four-point playoff game, and the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-3 in Scotiabank Arena to even the first-round series. Nikita Kucherov added a goal and two assists, and Braden Point, Corey Perry, and Brandon Hagel also scored for the two-time Stanley Cup champions, defending. And uh, Andre Vasilevsky made 31 saves in a bounce-back performance after the Lightning dropped the opener 5-0. Did you watch SportsCenter? This morning or last night? Yeah. See what Duffy said about the Lightning? Not Duffy, no. Death, taxes, and Victor Hedman. I believe that's the same. Yeah. They're now 15-0 and 0 in bounce-back games, or Vazzy is anyways. Mitch Marner had a goal and an assist for Toronto. Michael Bunting and Alexander Kerfoot for, uh, and for the Leafs, and Jack Campbell made 29 saves. I feel like that wasn't even the most interesting game of the night, but I'll allow it. The talk. And last night I was hosting the Recovery Hour. It's a show about recovery, mental health, addiction, recovery, and so forth. So on this stage, just in that back room over there. So I didn't see the start of the game. Okay. And to be honest with you, all I kept hearing over these loud speakers at Grey Eagle was the... I'm like, no, the Leafs are laying the boots to them. It was just those late goals. Yeah. That's what it was. I didn't know that the Lightning had jumped out to a 4-1 lead because they don't blow the horn for when the visiting team scores. Right. You know, all I kept hearing was the horn. Yeah. and it I was, don't want the Leafs to win. It was a couple of late goals, but, you know, right. it was the late, the late goal for, for Victor Hebben with, what, two, two seconds. seconds left. Yes, I saw that one. That was huge. I mean, that changed the game for them, too, and got them going, and Vasilevsky was awesome. And they were a lot more crisp, and, you know, the Leafs played well, had a lot of great chances, didn't score. We're in the, you know, and Tampa's penalty or power play got going tonight, too. So it's it's going to be a series. You're so excited. You're tripping over your tongue. You're, we knew, yeah. Like, we knew it was going to be a series, and it's going to be a series. Here's my thing. I don't want the Leafs to win because their fans are annoying now, and they haven't won in 55 years. Can you imagine oh. what you will be like if you win the Stanley Cup? So I feel a little you know. more comfortable that they're going to Tampa 1-1. Uh, but that's not – I saw what you tweeted about. Maybe we need to start paying attention to the Carolina-Boston series. <laughs> Sebastian Aho and Nino Niederreiter each scored twice, and Carolina overcame the early loss of goalie Antti Ranta to beat Boston 5-2 for a 2-0 series lead. Ranta was knocked out of the game by Boston's David Pasternak. So if you see the coach of the Bruins, Bruce Cassidy, after the game, he's like, it's David Pasternak. He's, come on. right? He's, he's not known for that. That's the coach of the Bruins. Then you see what Brindy said? You said you watch SportsCenter, so yeah. you know what he's like, he's like, uh, Coach Brindamore, do you think the Bruins are targeting your goalies? The disgust in his eyes. He didn't even need to say anything, yeah. but he goes, what do you think? It's pretty obvious. Yeah. And Pasternak punched him in the head. But it's not his fault that Ranta has a very low pain tolerance. Think about this. These guys take 100-mile-an-hour pucks to the head and act like nothing happened. But he gets punched with a gloved fist, and he's got to leave the game. I know. It's not necessarily about the injury, but come on. It was downgraded from five minutes to two minutes. This is more of an anti-Ranta problem than it is anybody else. And at least 
Carolina won the game. Yeah, at least they won. I mean, it was wild. I was following Wade Minter's social media, and he said he the ran out of the hurricane. He's the yeah public address announcer. He ran out of room on his penalty sheet, on his score sheet, and he was I moving on to full scout. I love those games. Like, unreal. And, you know, on that, like, if Ranta was fine, he would have stayed in the game. I mean, I'm sure he was his bell rung and maybe the concussion thing. But you're right. They take big slap shots to the head. Maybe getting hit with the gloves different. To be honest, uh, <sighs> I may take a Twitter break, if you can believe, because I saw some guy saying last night, only 385,000 people in America watched Game 2, Boston. So what? Because I saw 1.5 million watch the Penguins and the Rangers on ESPN, the most for a first-round series since 1994. So let's just watch the games and enjoy it. The one thing I will say is, what is the NHL going to do, George Paris and whoever's handing up the suspensions these days, when these brouhaha's keep happening. Yeah. Because you saw what Sutter said the other night about the, the secondary fight breaking out, Klingberg and Rasmus Anderson here. He's like, well, I don't have a problem with it. It's the playoffs. Yeah. Does George Paris have the same outlook, do you think? Well, it happened in Toronto, happened in Calgary, happened in Carolina. It's starting to happen more and more and more, right? So yeah. if it becomes a trend, it'll have to be something that they look at if they want to get this out of the game or if they want to keep it. And let's be honest, what everybody wants to talk about is what you're paying attention to. Dun, da, da. We did need to do the ceremonial raising of the Oilers jersey. Can we get the camera feel, on this guy? Which I feel I like we, we might need do. some theme music. Uh, maybe even a full shot. Dun, da, da. Dun, da, dun, da, da. Dun, da, da. Everybody wants to know. Where, uh, there you go. How about that? There it is. Mike Smith bounced back with a 30 save shutout. And the Edmonton Oilers blanked the L.A. Kings 6-0 in Game 2 of their first-round series. Connor McDavid contributed a pair of assists for the Oilers. Series is now 1-1. Mike Smith, who made the fatal puck-handling mistake that led to Edmonton's 4-3 loss in Game 1, collected the fifth playoff, uh, playoff shutout of his career. LFG. So let's spend a minute on that. Right. LFG. Because now they're saying Oilers in five. This is what I've discerned from being in Calgary for three months. It's on my commentary today if you uh, want to go listen to it, Cat Country or Rock 98.5 or read it at rodpeterson.com. In Calgary, they're as paying as much attention to the Oilers as they are to the Flames. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're actually cheering for the Oilers because they want the Oilers in round two. There's more talk about the Oilers series I'm, I, from what I'm gathering. I don't know. I would assume you yeah. talking to the same people as me. As their own series. And uh, in Edmonton, they don't think about Calgary. They don't talk about Calgary. They don't care about Calgary. They're, they're worried about the LA Kings. Do you know what I mean? But they are cheering for Edmonton for now in Calgary because they want this matchup to happen. So, honestly, my gut, which is never wrong, tells me that was the slump buster game. That was the bubble burster. 6 nothing. They may not lose a game. They again. may not, the way they played last night. There was a stretch. I, think, yeah. I don't know if it was the first period or end of the first, end of the second, but L.A. controlled that game for a, for a good chunk early. And Mike Smith and that defensive core with Darnell Nurse, they weathered the storm, and they were getting outshot, and they flipped it, right? And they got a couple of key saves, and when they flipped it, they never looked back. L.A. didn't have a chance the rest of the way, and they kept filling the net, and... Edmonton looked really good. They play like that, they're going to win a lot of hockey games this spring. Yeah, and L.A. just couldn't stand up to them. They couldn't. Physically, too. I mean, 
with Cassian. I mean, McDavid was very aggressive last night. He was playing physical. I mean, he took the penalty, but he continued to play with an edge. They're a heavy team, and yeah, LA couldn't play uh, play that game. Um, before we move on, let's join the chat. Brian Dodge is watching. The mayor of Dodge City, Florida. He writes that he says, "Death taxes." Victor Hedman, my new tattoo. <laughs> That's pretty good. Tampa has woken up, and I saw what Biz Nasty <laughs> tweeted at the uh, Leafs. Did you tell the folks about that? Oh, uh, the Leafs uh, tweeted, "Tampa scored," and Biz Nasty retweeted, "Time to pull out the sniffers, the sniffing for salts the boys. for the boys." Wakey, wakey. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pull out the sniffers until the third period for the Leafs, and yeah. by then it was too late. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like Tampa rolls from here. Um, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says that looks so much better now with a smiling emoji, the big teeth. It does look good. Jason in Red Deer watching, he says, I just threw up my, in my mouth a little bit. The Oilers won. They earned it. And if the Flames win tonight, we'll have the ceremony for the Flames jersey. Yeah. I feel like we've stumbled upon something here. Um, Randy, <laughs> Randy from the Peg writes in. He says the Sveshnikov hit was awesome. Oh, I saw that. Very similar to you older people. Remind me, it was Wendell Clark coming around the net against the Blues. And I think it was Robert Dirk he hit. Wango! It was in all the Don Cherry videos. Yeah. This was coming along the right wing. And who? Uh, Lindholm. Yeah. The guy they got from. Whack. You know those hits that you take from your ankles to your shoulders? Just when your guts shift. I'm yeah. sure football players have that feeling too, but I never played football. And Lindholm tried to get up and it was oh, a yeah. hit of the night. It was. It was a it's huge different. One. The playoffs are different. It is different. You know, we're starting to see that. Every player, McDavid's doing it. Matthews is doing it. You know, they're playing physical, and we don't see that every game during the regular season. And then these hits over the middle, and they're letting it go, and it's great. We're not seeing big fights after these little, these hard hits because you know power plays are costly, and it was a clean hit. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely clean. I don't think there's any penalty on from From a scorer. Yeah. Sveshnikov. Good for him. It just shows you they're going after the Stanley Cup. It means a lot. John Massey, I, I'll allow it. Uh, I've called him a troll in the past. Big Oilers fan watching from Edmonton. He writes in the chat. He says, good morning, Rod. Your favorite Oilers fan here. Curious about your thoughts on Mike Smith's Goliath Game 2 performance. I thought it was good. I thought the whole team played well. Who was telling me the other day they said the Oilers need to play like they don't like their nets empty. They need to. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't allow any shots on goal. That's how they need to play with Mike Smith in goal. And I wouldn't say they played that way last night. He made some nice saves. You saw that one that just creaked behind him in the first period that yeah. had them all real worried. The thing about Mike Smith is he's um, every shot's an adventure, right? And I don't think you can win a Stanley Cup like that. Like I, and to be honest, these are the things I think about when I'm staring at the ceiling of my room. Here at the lovely Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. I'm like, you know, Mark Andre Fleury made a gaffe that cost him his time in Vegas, right? They got rid of him because of him mishandling the puck in game three of the conference final last year. But I thought he's won three Stanley Cups. I still think Vegas was a little hasty on gassing him for that. 
but I know how Kelly McCrimmon operates. You screw up, off with your head. And I just wonder if, in retrospect, it was a mistake to get rid of Flurry. So I wonder if McCrimmon there. I don't know. Big gaff. Right. We'll find out this summer when I think they're going to go back after Flurry. You know what I'm saying? Mike Smith's a different story than the Flower. Yeah. Flower's going to the Hall of Fame. Mike Smith might be going to the Hall of Shame. Right, for the moves and for those plays. Now, he didn't panic when that one got right behind him. They cleared it out. He was settled down the rest of the way. But did you see Scott Oak asking him about the, uh, the gaff in game one afterwards? No, I In the post not. game, they had the headset on him. And, and he says, Scott, you're really going to ask me about that? Did he say that? And Scott goes, well, yeah, I have to. And then he answered it really well, said thank you. It was really good after that. But, like, I thought it was going to get really attentious there for a second. Listen, I don't think uh, Mike Smith is the most popular player in the Edmonton Oilers dressing room. That's just the sense that I get. And I've said, yep, you know that. You don't go to every game like I go to every game. And you and I go to games for different reasons. I go to the games to talk to people. Anybody can watch the game on television. And I learned a lot about Mike Smith. I told you that I've learned why he's not a flame anymore. It's not, no, not going to be made public. They're not saying it. Why would I say it? But I do remember games where Mike Smith you know, would blow a bad goal and gun his defenseman. You could see it. That's not a team guy. And with Kelly Rudy the other day, Kelly Rudy's taken a few shots at Mike Smith. Not that what he said the other day was wrong. He goes, he needs to go apologize to his teammate. But Kelly Rudy doesn't seem to be a Mike Smith fan. You know. So yeah. anyway, we need to break. I'll finish up what else happened last night. The Minnesota Wild evened up their first round series with the Blues at a game each with a 6-2 romp. We need to pause. We'll be back and continue the rest of the warm-up. Blue Jays, NFL coverage, uh, tonight's NHL games, what's going on in juniors. We got a lot to get to. Shoot, we haven't even hit point two. Blue Jays beat the Yankees last night. You're watching on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live on YouTube streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in Calgary. Looking at the Saddle Dome, 8 p.m. Mountain. Daryl Sutter doesn't like those late starts, frankly, nor do I. But that's okay. His team seemed to uh, have enough gas in the tank to beat Dallas in Game 1 Tuesday. 1-0. Game 2 tonight again. 8 p.m. Mountain in the Saddle Dome. So, yeah, Moose is with me. We've already had the Oilers jersey ceremony and everybody... See how I told you it's, it's a, becoming a thing? It is. Just in time for us to leave Grey Eagle on Saturday, but... We'll be back. You're going to take those with you. And I also think that the Flames will still be playing when we come back. There's a little when we come back. And uh, I've been chatting with the Flames. They agree. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jeff Foxworthy, the largest selling comedy recording artist in history. Did you know that? I did not. A multiple Grammy Award nominee and best selling author of more than 26 books. Brings his brand new The Good Old Days Tour to Calgary on May 28th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. Not going to be here for that show. Do you know how bad I'd love to see Jeff Foxworthy? Would you? Of course. Yeah. Like to the point where I'm thinking about coming back for it, but I don't think it's going to But we're going to be an estimate. 
until the 27th. Yeah, to the, for the Centennial Cup. Well, we've got to stay for the playoffs. Jeff Foxworth, they could fly in, fly out. My dad, who you never met, but you were at his funeral, and you said afterwards you felt like you knew him after. Yeah. Said, there was a time when being a redneck was a good thing. That's what my dad said. His neck might have been a little red. And by the way, it's Thursday, which means for the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito half off at taco time every Thursday. We're going to have a meeting today, Lee. What do you say? Taco time? Yeah, let's do it. I think the CEO over there or COO, is, we're convening for a meeting. It'll be at taco time. I'll get to all your comments in a moment. As many as I can, but point two of my quick six show topics was the New York Yankees double-digit win streak came to an end. The Yanks had won 11 straight before Yusei Kikuchi allowed one run in a season-high six innings of the Blue Jays' 2-1 victory over New York and Toronto last night. Vladdy singled home the go-ahead run in the third, and Matt Chapman added a solo homer, but that's the Blue Jays' first series loss of the year. Those damn Yankees, they're going to be a pain all year. I know. And it's always been the case. They've been so good. But now the Jays are ready to like be number one, and, and the Yankees are good. It's just... Just when they were at the top of the cycle, they're up there. But did you, did you see the... Uh, was it Aaron Boone? You see the manager, right? Yeah. You see him going after the ump? Oh, yeah, of course. And the ump giving it back just as much? I know. Well, the night before was uh, the Blue Jays doing it. So yeah. complaining about officiating is not really something I have time for. I know everybody else wants to, but... And there's going to be mistakes. Like, they're human. I was thinking about that last night, and I was going to tweet something along those lines about winners and losers. And the winning mentality is we need to stay out of the penalty box. The losing mentality is they need to stop calling penalties. Somebody else's fault. Right? It's not the ref's fault. Uh, Just the NBA playoffs, I'm just going to mention it. Chris Paul scored 28 points, including 14 in another spectacular fourth quarter to lead the Phoenix Suns over the Dallas Mavericks, 129-109 for a 2-0 lead in the Western Conference semifinals. You people watching in Arizona tell me if I'm correct in saying the Suns are still the number one franchise in the Valley because in most NFL markets, the NFL team is the number one team. But I want to say in Phoenix, the Suns are number one. They were the first pro team there. And because of that, I think the most love. Cardinals are a pretty big deal. And we're not even going to mention the Coyotes. But, you know what? That's the sense I got down there. That the Suns are Was number that one? It's the Suns. Yeah. Maybe the Cardinals, the, wild, the, the Sun Devils and the Wildcats, and then the Coyotes. Um, I'll stop for a second and read a couple of the comments in the chat because that's what we do. We are uh, interactive sports TV. Finn, watching in Winnipeg, says, Hello, good morning. After 11-plus years as GM and not accomplishing anything, why is Kevin Dayoff still with Winnipeg Jets? Because Winnipeg, Kevin Dayoff has built a perennial contender. What happened this year? Caught them all off guard. But the Winnipeg Jets are perennially in the mix, which is hard to do in the National Hockey League, particularly in that market, when everybody knows their young stars tend to not want to re-sign there. And they sour on it. Patrick Laine, gone. Shifley will be gone. It's a unique market. Shovel Dayoff has done a tremendous job in the face of a lot of obstacles. And owners don't want to change coaches. They don't want to change general managers. The roof fell in in Winnipeg. They're doing their independent review as to why. But it ain't Chevy's fault. He's done a great job. He's a great person. A great hockey man. They don't want to fire him because he's done a good job. 
point, counterpoint. I'm not shocked by that at all. I'm not either. I mean, I guess I am a little bit. Here's where I'm yeah. shocked is because when you've it's the Paul Maurice thing. The same reason that he decided to leave. He said he was pushing the buttons, right? And he was getting the most out of them. But every time you continue to push the buttons, it has a little less impact. Every year, the message doesn't hit home the same. And so with Chevy, same thing, right? The longer you continue to go down and build the team, if you can't get over the hump, maybe it just needs a fresh eyes, fresh set eyes, a fresh face. But on the flip side, you can't just flip over all your people all the time. You have to work through it. You know, put your uh, knuckles in the dirt a little bit, and Chevy's had a contender. If he if this year turns into a two or three year thing, then he won't last the contract. But he needs to be given another chance. Not surprised Chevy's gonna stay in Winnipeg, and I applaud it. John Kirby in Edmonton says, "What are your thoughts on Gary Bettman talking about the new arena in Calgary?" Bettman was here the other night. I don't know how I missed him. I have no idea how I missed him, but I guess he came down on the elevator and turned to Glenn Campbell. The Rhinestone Cowboy, good friend of mine from CTB Cal- Calgary, and said, uh, you guys need a new arena. Glenn tweeted that, and it, it's gone viral. It's not, they, everybody knows they need a new arena. It's the oldest rink in the NHL. Next. Literally, next. There was breaking news today from Hockey Canada. Moncton and Halifax have been awarded the 2023 World Juniors. That's this upcoming Christmas and New Year's World Juniors. People wondered our thoughts on that. I say bravo, Moncton and Halifax. Fantastic venues. Well, for sure, Moncton, man. You got to see that play. I, remember I told you I talked my way into that place? Yeah. Pretended I was doing a delivery? I'll say it right now. Obviously, I didn't have any nefarious goals, but I was there for Touchdown Atlantic, and I was walking down Main Street in Moncton, whatever you people call it. Like, this rink is stellar. I need to find a way to get in there. So I, I took, grabbed some takeout from a restaurant and what? And I was like, Uber Eats? <laughs> Come on in. Is that bad? No, because you probably could have got there if you just, you probably could have got in if you would have just said, I just want to look inside. Uh, but I think I wanted the challenge of it. I think it's funny. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and uh, that's cool. Maybe it's a place that's uh, got to be on the bucket list to check out. I've never been. Well, so, hey, well, Saskatoon put in the bid. Did Regina end up being part of that or not? Yeah, oh, yeah. They were part of it. And uh, we didn't get it. Can't cry over spilt milk. Moncton and Halifax are grand towns. They'll do a great job. So that news came down this morning. And thank you, Jamie and Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, for notifying us of it. Junior hockey playoffs. I, uh, had to, I did write this down. Here's what happened last night. Here in Alberta, Brooks beat... Uh, where the hell is it? Brooks beat Spruce Grove 4-3. Bandits go up three games to one. So it looks like they're going to be in Estevan for the Centennial Cup and will be there broadcasting live. That's for the Alberta Junior League. In the MJ, Dauphin beat Steinbeck 5-2 to tie up the series 2-2. How about that? And then Friday oh, night good. at Affinity Place, Affinity Place in Estevan, it's game seven. Now, I want to ask you this too. Is it bad that I was cheering for Flynn Flon to win game six the other night at Whitney Forum? Because a lot of my friends are like, how can you, I thought you were a Bruins guy. It's more hockey. I'm literally I looking like at it. it. Right. I'm looking at it this way from a financial thing. 2500 will go into Affinity Place Friday night. At $25 a ticket, that's $62,500. Maybe more. It's probably a $100,000 night. You throw in concessions and everything, it's a six-figure night to host game seven. 
you're going to the Centennial Cup anyways. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was from a business thinking, I'm like, yeah, I want this to go seven. And they did not in Estevan, just so you know. They were not interested in hosting Game 7. They wanted to lock it down the other night, and they didn't. Of course. Yeah, they want to lock it down. And, you know, this whole we want to win it on home ice thing or whatever. But um, did you see? I saw a tweet about the moose leg. Estevan went into Flin Flon, and in the three games in Flin Flon, got outscored something like 11-1 to 1 yeah. or 11-2. to 2, And it's like, you think there's a curse? Don't touch the moose leg in Flin Flon. The hockey gods don't Is like that. Is that a thing? It might be. Because Estevan guys went and picked it up. We put it on our Instagram. They went and picked it up and skated with it. And they, I thought the kid was going to die. I was worried about him. Like all the fans would have killed him. And he looked around, and just before he was about to take it off the ice, he chucked it back on the ice. He knew better. So the thing is, the visiting team is not to touch the moose leg in Flin Flon. I didn't know. I knew there was a thing. Yeah. I didn't. And then if you do touch it, you'll never win another game. Did anybody tell them that? They did go back to Esteban and won in Esteban, but they never had success in Flin Flon. So the only hope for Esteban is that it's in Esteban. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. It would be right down Esteban's if they they lose this series because of this, Mm -hmm. the jinx. That would be a thing. Well, everybody's going to be paying attention. Sastel Max Television has the broadcast Friday night, 7 p.m., the same channel that carries... Game Plus, or the same cable carry that, that carries Game Plus. So anyways, is it bad that I was cheering for Flim Flon? I don't care. It's from a business standpoint, I was. Uh, by the way, uh, promotional consideration for the RP show is brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. The warm scent of a gentleman shampoo teams up with an invigorating, cool peppermint conditioner. It really is life-changing. Top that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day feeling fresh and confident. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four. And Amazon Canada. I use it. You use it. That's why we look so good and smell so good. And I'm holding Darren to this. You people, join me in holding Darren to this. You're going to drop off in Medicine Hat, Andrew Lux's prize package. It's about this big. You got to get his number. It's in the text line. Okay. Okay. I'll text you, Andrew. We'll uh, we'll meet for a Starbucks in, in Medicine Hat and exchange the gear. You would even go that far? Oh yeah. I was thinking you just place it in the world's largest teepee and keep on chuck talking. it out the window on the way by. Yeah. Now, if you're willing to do that, man, I love it. Um, lots of texts from yesterday. I'll just throw one in here on the CFL. We might come around on this a little later. Tomorrow is Football Friday for Flame Tech. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, is coming down here tomorrow. So I'll save most of your football-related comments for tomorrow. And we'll mm-hmm. go deep on football because that's what we do. But he, he writes in on the text line out of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. He says, I suggested on a few different CFL posts the CFL should stage the draft during Grey Cup week. In the Grey Cup host city, all the fans from different clubs are there enjoying the festivities. Why not use this opportunity to focus on the future stars of the league? Possibly, but I would like to see them do it during Mark's CFL week, which I've attended every one they've ever had. They've had two in Regina and in Winnipeg, and they were great. Because they had the combine there. I think you could rejig it and have a draft and really make it something, but nobody asks me. That makes the most sense. Uh, Moose, here's one, just one quick one on uh, NFL coverage. This is what they're saying in Indy, that Matt Ryan is Peyton Manning 2.0. 
Story came to me from USA Today. To, no, everything about him is like Peyton Manning. Okay. Reggie Wayne's their receivers coach, who we all know what he did with Peyton. He goes, this guy is so much like Peyton Manning. Matt Ryan makes me want to throw up. Do you think Matt Ryan leads the Colts to prominence, to a Super Bowl? He has the ability. He's, he has the skill set to do it. Is he, is he too old? I don't think so. Reggie Wayne would know. Reggie Wayne would know. Reggie would know. Reggie Wayne, they want a Super Marvin Bowl Harrison, and Peyton Manning haunt my dreams. We need to uh, take a break. If you can just, I got a quick sports update. The Montreal Alouettes announced, or sorry, the Montreal Alliance announced Thursday morning that European center Gaios Scordilos has signed a contract with the expansion team of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. The 32-year-old currently plays in the Greek A1 Basketball League. It's all Greek to me, uh, Darren. He plays for Thessaloniki in Greece, but... In 16 games this season, he's averaging 17.9 minutes, 7.2 points, and 5.2 rebounds. Scordilis also played at the FIBA European Cup. CEBL tipping off in weeks. How about this one? The Gatorade Team of the Week for Week 4 in the Canadian Premier League is headlined by Calgary Cavalry goaltender Marco Carducci. He was the story of Week 4. He marked his return to action with a brilliant performance in Cavalry's home opener Sunday, 2-0 over Pacific FC. The 25-year-old had four saves, including a worldie on Marco Bustos. Cavalry home to Edmonton Friday night. How about that? This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand, our brand new line of games for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Cheryl Bernard joining us at the Stage Bar when we return. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming. And if you missed any part of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in Calgary, 8 p.m. Mountain tonight on Sportsnet and CBC, the Flames and the Stars. Game two, Calgary is a one nothing lead over the Dallas Stars. And uh, we've been talking hockey so far, and maybe we'll continue to talk hockey. We'll see. Cheryl Bernard joins us, a woman that needs no introduction. One thing that I just learned, though, Cheryl, Olympic silver medalist, of course, and household name, president and CEO of the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame, that's a cool job. That's an amazing job. It's, um, you know, you're showcasing some of the very best athletes in our country, and then you're also showcasing what they've done beyond sport. And for us, that's it's it's a pretty amazing day job mm-hmm. and night job. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, President CEO is never a uh, relaxing job, that's for sure. But hey, I got to ask you, I saw a guy the other night going into the saddle home for game one, a young dude, probably 25 with a Flames jersey. He had Daryl Sutter. He had tape across his back with Daryl Sutter. On the back, written. That's how much they love Daryl here. Isn't he something? He's amazing. I, <laughs> I, you know, I really did wonder when they brought him back. I thought, you know, I... I A little gruff. <laughs> yeah, and then what he's done, I, I, I couldn't say anything better about what he's done with this team, how this team responds to him, um, the success we've had. I mean, I've been here and been a Flames fan all my life. And so I was able to go to game one, which was so much fun to see. And hmm. uh, just congratulations to being able to do that and transform a team like that in our city. Well, and the cool thing is... So she was born in Grand Prairie. You moved here at three. Three. 
the excitement you've been here through then 89 04 do you get the sense that it's coming are we I, there yet or it's getting there it's or? coming i see yeah. us in the final for sure i'm yeah. i we're in the final and then it's sport and anything can happen but this just seems like a different team and and i watched that game the other night and they're comfortable with a close game they were comfortable with a one point lead one nothing and uh I was getting a little nervous in the third period, but uh, they held on and went to the defense and, and they maintained it. And I, I just, I hope for this city and I hope the Flames don't hear this, but I hope for this city, you know, everybody's riding on this after two years of the pandemic and right. to have this success, I think we all need it and want it so badly. <laughs> oh, for sure. You can just feel it. Oh. People are just ready to let loose. Yeah. The only thing is we brought you here to talk curling, not hockey. Oh, so, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. That's my bad. <laughs> But it's just, they're cheering for the orders in Calgary because they want a second round meeting. Do you get that sense? <laughs> oh, yes. 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 I, I would love an Edmonton. Uh, Alberta battle would be amazing for this. Yeah, I don't think that, I, I, I'm not sure they can handle it, this, this city. <laughs> but no, no, it was my, so I'll switch from one ice sport to another. When you're watching as a competitor that you are, do you think about the close games and stuff? How are you in close games? Clearly, you're a champion, you know, so it didn't scare you off. Yeah, you, yeah, I think you really, as an athlete, just immerse yourself in what you're doing, and you don't think, if you are thinking about how close the game is or what the score is, you got problems. It's, you know, so it's really that mental strength and stamina that you have the ability to just focus on what you need to do and not think of outcome and not think about what the score is and not think what if, what if I miss this shot? So, you know, it's an art, and I think teams and all, all sports um, players now they work really hard to be able to kind of control that focus because it's what's required now in order to compete at the highest level mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well for two years i honestly during the pandemic i was really worried how we as a sports community in this country were going to make it out of it and they're all like guys watching the bubble here in calgary for the curlers it just seemed yeah horrible yes. and I, t I knew some of the competitors and they said it was horrible it was horrible for yeah. the broadcasters too. That too. <laughs> it it it's not healthy. It's not the mentally way mentally or physically. Mentally, physically, to be locked yeah. in rooms. Um, you know, and I think a lot of these teams they'll go play a game, say the Briar or the Scotties at the Bubble. They'll go play a game and then they go out maybe to the patch or they go to a restaurant just to get a little bit of that release. But instead, they had to go back to their rooms, sit in a room, get up the next day and play all over again. And you could just see some of the players that needed that outlet. Um, we're really struggling. It was a t it was a tough haul for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I assume you were at the Briar in Lethbridge. Did you go down there uh, this year? Yeah. No, I didn't go. I did the trials, Olympic trials, and the Scotties this year. Well, the trials looked fun in trials, Saskatoon. My favorite event every four years. <laughs> well, of course, when you want it, so yeah, that's well, yeah, that's cool too. But yeah, it is. I mean, it wasn't full up there, and I was. What was the deal there? Talk about that experience if you don't mind in Saskatoon. The Olympic trials. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's just every four years in the pressure. You can see the way the teams react so differently compared to a Briar or a Scotties because it's once every four years. Are they going to get to an Olympics ever in their lifetime? For some players, it's the end of their career, and this is their one last chance to maybe get on that Olympic stage. So it's just a different atmosphere. I mm -hmm. mean, the Briar and the Scotties, everybody's elevated. They want to win a Canadian championship. There's no question. But the trials is just that one step higher. People aren't joking around as much with each other. There's a little bit more... They're tense. They're tense and, and they're worried. Interesting you say that. And we have a couple. Well, because I was watching it very closely because of personal friends. Team Dunstone had a dreadful week. Team Botcher didn't do too well either. Nope. And these weren't guys that you expected would struggle. 
Yes. You <laughs> you tend to see that, though. You know, you'll see some teams who have the ability, and I remember us in 09. I mean, we were probably ranked fourth going into that those trials in 09. But I think that gave us the ability to kind of fly under the radar for a while, get settled in. It's sort of the favorites or where there's a lot of media on these teams that I think they struggle going into it and they start to focus on outcome again. And that's always a death to any athlete or any team. So, you know, it's having that ability to go in and not really think about what we're playing for and try. You know it's important. You know it's it's the biggest games you'll ever play, but you have to somehow be able to put that in the back seat and just play the game that you know how to do. It's the same rocks, it's the same competitors, and it's the same crowds typically. So it, it's it's just a lot of mental strength. For sure. I'm watching the clock closely because I could go on about this forever. And I will say that, but so the, the Olympics then, because you've been in the Scotties, the national Scotties, like if the trials are pressure, what's the actual Olympics like? Yeah, it's gonna be insane. It's a it's a completely different animal. Yeah, it's it's um and the problem is is you have no experience unless you've gone to a second Olympics, which most don't. You have no experience as to what you're gonna expect because it's not like a world championship or a briar. It's it's just its own beast, and you really have to rely then on kind of your family and your bigger team, your coaching team around you, your support system, our curling association. They bring in a lot of experienced people. Um, and then you just have to have a really good perspective that, you know what, in the end, and I truly believe this allowed our team to stand on the, the podium in 2010, is that we're going to go home to some great people, family, lives, we've got great jobs. Win or lose here, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be, we're going to be pretty good people. And I think that really allowed us to go out there and just play and play freely. And, and we ended up with a chance at the gold and ended yeah. up with the silver. Which is pretty cool, too. Yeah, it took me a while to be okay with that. Because you're a competitor. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough loss. We had, you know, it was in my hand um, to win that game, and I had a chance. And it was a double takeout that you'll make uh, 80% of the time, and we just missed it by millimeters. And so that, that took a long time for me to be okay with the silver, but I've, I think I've got there now, and... And uh, I look back on it, and it's pretty cool. Good for you. Champion broadcaster Cheryl Bernard with us here at Gray Eagle. We'll be right back. We'll take some of your questions and comments, too, as we roll into a taco time viewer takeover right after this. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Those are brand those are brand new banners on the front of the saddle dome you're looking at and the playoff hashtag is fire it up in Calgary game two tonight flames and stars 8 p.m. on the CBC by the way a note on Grey Eagle Resort and Casino the Beach Boys are coming on my brother's birthday July 28th catch the West Coast Beach vibes with one of the most influential rock and roll bands of all time the Beach Boys Dance and sing along to the best hits of the iconic band for one night only, July 28th at the Great Eagle Event Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. How do I know that not that many tickets are left? People are asking me for freebies, and I can't get them. Can't get you Flames tickets either. So you can buy them, Ticketmaster.ca. 
Cheryl Bernard is with us, Olympic silver medalist, president and CEO of the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. You're laughing over there. You know the feeling, right? Every, <laughs> I, right? I am laughing because I did go online the other day to look at what it would cost to buy Flames tickets. I was Insane. offline very quickly. <laughs> Well, in Edmonton, they're saying seven hundred dollars. What are they here? That's what seven hundred and sixty-four dollars for and decent. Selling out. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. It's awesome. So we, well. We deserved. just won't be buying them. Yet. No, I'll be watching. But you know, eight p.m. games. You know, that's probably that's good. I can sit down on my couch and cheer the Flames on very well from there. Well, like I say, I was worried about sports and the pandemic and how we'd make it out. The NHL's just fine and speaking of by the way with the curling they got out of the bubble the nmax center in lethbridge was full i say sastel center in saskatoon had decent enough crowds right so is covid behind the curling world it is i think you know they made it through that i i thought curling canada kudos to them for what they were able to put on wind sport i mean huge congratulations to wind sport for hosting that bubble tourism calgary for putting it all together like our city came together to say we can do this we can put these events on let's not cancel them and so curling canada to make it through that and allow to put on a briar and a scotties and a worlds and and mixed doubles events it was it was incredible to see yeah well it's interesting i was asking you in the break about retiring in 2014 and you said it was time but yeah. this alberta women's curling scene and men's for that matter it is a shark tank well, it's <laughs> hard to get out of this province it, it's very hard it was yeah. always hard although it, it kind of over the years would shift between uh saskatchewan you know they'd have a run and you'd never could beat saskatchewan and and then manitoba would have a whole deep field in it and hard to get out of there and alberta is the same way now and uh, you know, I think it's going to be tough for the next few years. We've got some great teams coming up from behind that a lot of people don't know about yet. But once they break through, then now we've got some depth again. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, I think there's a somewhat rhetorical question, but why do you think these super teams are being formed? It's the talk of curling right now. Jennifer Jones' rink's broken up. My guy Ben Hebert's joined Team Botcher, which I never thought would happen. It's wild. It's because I think of really the last few years and where Canada has ended up in the Worlds and the Olympics, um, you know, sometimes not on the podium. And so people are looking, what are we running into? We're running into countries like Sweden and Switzerland that they dedicate one to one single team to represent their country. So all their resources go to that team, uh, that team's full-time job. They don't do any other jobs. They curl full-time, eight hours a day, they spiel. We don't have that in Canada because we have so much depth which I love, but the problem is, is you've got players that they can't make a full-time living at this sport. Ben Hebert's a great point. Kevin Cooey, they work, they have other jobs. So, and I think we're starting to see where that's impacting us because these other teams that are solely focused, these other countries, um, are starting to beat Canada. And we used to always, I mean, it was expected we walked away with a gold or a silver medal. And now we're walking away a lot of times without anything empty-handed. So. I think you're just seeing teams say, how do we do it differently? Do we combine instead of spreading it thin each of the teams with talent? What about coming together? It doesn't matter if it's four skips and you yeah. see it with Carrie Anderson's team. That's four skips that made the commitment to play the position that they were. They could all skip easily. Seems to have worked out okay. It's worked really well. <laughs> Three Canadian championships. All right, Cheryl, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you very much, Rod. Champion broadcaster Cheryl Bernard. Hour two is coming up from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino as we'll talk Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll get into all of these points that we uh, did not in hour one. You're watching on Game Plus TV, live streaming, of course, at YouTube, and uh, always catch the podcast at Apple, Stitcher, or Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.